Hello, hello, hello. It's your boy, Coach John John here, certified life coach specializing in manifestation coaching through my organization, Beyond Your Horizon, where the mission is to go beyond the place your eyes can see. Yeah, that's right. And on this podcast, I aim to give you inspiration, motivation, all things to get you beyond your perceived limitations so that you can manifest the life you desire. So sit back, relax, and get into this episode like you're getting into this beat. (laughs) Yeah, you feeling that? JJ made it. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate, do all the things to show us some love. Now, are you ready? I hope you're ready. Let's go beyond our horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, what up, beautiful people? I hope this podcast finds you smiling and living your life on purpose. I am so happy that you decided to push play on this episode because I am excited just for you to be able to even hear this conversation that I had with someone who I am going to consider to be a friend. His name is Manny Freeman. He is a practicing Buddhist, among other things. He's also an actor. But I wanted to bring him on this episode because I've always admired Manny from a distance. Even when a few years ago, I started chanting Nam Yo Ho Renge Kyo, and I came across an article where Manny was being interviewed. And since that time, I've been following Manny. He has given me so much encouragement, enlightenment, just through his social media presence alone. So in this episode, we will find out how Manny became a Buddhist. Even though he was raised Pentecostal, his father was Catholic, his mother was Pentecostal. Manny will give us an overview of Nietzsche and Buddhism, which is what he practices. We'll talk about his opposition to practice Buddhism from his friends and family. And most importantly, we're going to learn what Buddhism has done for him. Now, this conversation is not to make you change your religion or your spiritual practice or beliefs. I don't believe in that. But again, as we do with all episodes, this conversation is to enlighten yourself, to broaden your horizons, to think openly about something new. You know, we all seen Tina Turner chant, Nam Yo Ho Rengek Yo. But not many of us knew what that meant. So today, you're going to find out what that means. You're going to laugh with us. We had a real good time. A real good time. It was therapeutic for myself. So sit back, relax, and get into this episode like you're getting into that beat. Aight? Alright, let's go. Beyond our horizon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Hello and welcome, Manny, to the Beyond Your Horizon podcast. I know we already did a little catching up before I hit record, but since the listeners didn't get to hear how you were doing today, why don't you go ahead and tell us how, how you're doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, today's a Sunday, so like this is kind of like my getting ready for the week mode, and also my my housewives or my my trashy TV comes on, <laughs> um, in like two hours. So like I'm anticipating that. But overall, like the weekend was good, and today was good. So I I am blessed and highly oh, favored. Okay. How about you? I'm blessed and highly favored too. I see I see that Buddhism has not taken away your blessed and highly favored. You know that's every black person's um. Listen. <laughs> phrase when you ask them how my mama is yeah my mama is pentecostal is she pentecostal or or 
Protestant. No, she's Pentecostal. Pentecostal Baptist, one of those two. So, like, literally, it's a G- Jesus is the mainstay in this particular okay. house because I stay with her. But you know what? It's all good. We we li- we have a balanced relationship. Let me. She lets me do my Buddha thing, uh, and she does her Christian thing. It comes together. Right, and it works. right. And you know, and that is why you are here on this episode, man. Like, um, I wanted to really just talk to you because, um, you know. I met you, I came across you anyway, like had to be over five years ago. I was trying to think in my head, like when did I first come across Manny? And I'm bad, I'm bad with yeah. dates, but I just know it was over five years ago uh, when I had joined SGI and began like a little Buddhist practice on my own. And um, they had a, a, a publication that came out and I remember you were, you had an article in there and I was like, oh, okay. And I was trying to attach myself to like any, any black man I saw that was in the organization um, to just really just get yeah. an understanding as to, you know, like why were there so many black people coming into Buddhism and whatnot. And so um, and I tell you, since that moment, I followed you on social media and you've always been just this ray of positivity, like through your whole page and your stories, you're either making people laugh yeah. or you're, Shading them. <laughs> shading them a little shade here and there um but most importantly you know you do share a lot of like buddhist principles and your your daily wisdom and things like that so whether you're buddhist or not um anyone can can really go to your page and you know get a little word in you know get a little word so get a little, word, a little courage <laughs> yeah and so on this podcast i always like it's called beyond your horizon and the reason why i called it that is because we are going beyond the place of our like perceived limitations and that can also include like just expanding our knowledge on different religious practices or different lifestyles and whatnot um shoot there may be something you say today that like somebody who is not even practicing buddhism will be like oh you know what i can apply this or, or that or maybe they might shoot they might come in and join you know they might who knows who knows but it's but we're, we're not trying to convert anyone but um I did want to just have this conversation with with you. So I know I told a little bit about who you were to me as I know, as I know who you to be. But um, go ahead and introduce yourself and, you know, let the people know who who you are and all that good stuff. Ooh, oh who gosh, is Manny? It, it's an open ended question with that. Who are you today? Um, I, I, who am I today? That's a, that's actually more specific. That's a good one. Um. You know, I'll start. I guess I am a, I'm someone's son, friend, sometime part-time lover, Ooh, but that's another, another podcast to talk about. Part-time lover, um, I like it. I'm an um, actor, artist. Um, I like expressing myself. Um, I empath. Um, um, I'm an, and I'm a Nietzsche-like um, Buddhist. And um, yeah, like, Every everything in my life is connected in one way to the other, but like you know, my practice of Buddhism has really become um, the bedrock and foundation for my life, and just how I move and interact in this world, and you know the things that okay. I do. Touch on that um, empath thing. I know you heard you say you are. You said nature empath. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an empath, so it's like I, I I never used to believe that. I was like, yeah, right. I can't feel people's feelings, but no, like. I know when someone's someone is bad for me based off their energy. Something just kind of just you know gives me a little crook or twist in my body. I'm like, ooh, I don't know about you, or if just someone is truly genuine. So like, I think all of us are empath naturally. I think some more than others might be tuned in or dialed in into that um, part of the their spirit mm-hmm. or themselves more. So like, yeah, like I I always had this thing where it's just like immediately i just know when something something bad or is gonna happen or someone is just like mm, i don't know about this <laughs> one and usually i'm right but you know what not everybody wants to hear that so um yeah like definitely just like you know trusting people's energy or sensing people's energy and really knowing like you know what's a what's going to be a positive or negative force oh, in your cool, life cool i like that um i have a friend pam childs who um she's been on this show a, a few times and she's a life coach but she's also an intuitive reader and so something sim- similar to what 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 you said how she's able to like pick up on different energies different vibes and she's very sensitive to it um whatnot so um 
Yeah, and I can only imagine having that gift during this time that is just like really crazy because I know a lot of us are carrying around a lot of a lot of emotions and, and and depressions and everything else, anxieties. And so, yeah, I can imagine it's you're probably pretty sensitive to all of that right now, too. Yeah, I mean, I think since we're about to go into year two of mm-hmm. the pandemic. Oh, well, no, no, we're past year two. This, this is the, technically the third mm-hmm. year since it started 2020. Yeah. So this will be the third. Yeah. Yeah. Third year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the math escapes me but um yeah like just a lot has happened like you know at the at the beginning of the pandemic i was like yeah i was like staying home and be able to work get paid save money all that was good but then even last year i went through like a valley of depression mm-hmm. that is unusual for me because um i'm always like upbeat and positive even when i'm down i'm able to kind of like will myself up but this this whatever that month and change was for me i had to really um do like some soul searching in a way because even even and it's like the the only thing that was keeping me afloat was just my basic you know um my buddhist practice but even that was a struggle but just like yeah like no this no one is coming away from this pandemic unscathed whether it's um if anyone's contracted um covid or just going through like depression or loneliness it's just like this pandemic is teaching us a lot about ourselves, good and bad things that are there and just, you know, how we can really just take the time to actually address address those things and really, you know, take take away the lessons that we're supposed to learn during this wow. time. OK, good, good. So um, we're going to take a little break. I do want to make certain I see a little warning here, something. Of, uh, so I want to make sure I get. Um, everything recorded. <laughs> we'll talk about that now. Morning, child. <laughs> but I definitely do want to talk. I guess when we get more into the Buddhism thing, I do want to hear how you were able to apply either even your Buddhist principles and what you've learned during your time of depression. So keep that in mind too. And give us like one break here. We'll be right back. All right. Oh, and I forgot to... Is it going to even work? No, it's not even going to work. I was going to give us some cheering, but it is not working for me. Nope. We'll cheer. <laughs> we are back. We're back. Yeah, I had a little technical thing. We had to um, get taken care of. Yeah, Adjust. get it get it adjusted because I don't want anything to stop this this recording. Um, we are recording this remote, of course. And um, because where, where are you located, Manny? I am located in lovely New Jersey. I'm in East Orange, okay. New Jersey. Yes, New Jersey. What's up? Jersey, where's that? So we're like the baby sister to New York, but that's okay. 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 Big things come in small packages. That's what they say. That's what they say. And I'm five foot four, <laughs> so I'm one of the witnesses. You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm right. here for it. I'm here for it. You better go, go on. Uh, ahead. Go okay, ahead. so before we get into um, Buddhism, you know, I usually start off the show with a segment I like to call Sip Tea and Spill a Little, where all tea is in negativity because we try to focus on the positivity on this podcast. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that will give you you know the negativity and and the tmz's and what's going on in folks lives dark clouds and all of that but i just want to just talk about just something that's going on in our lives or maybe you read something in the news or social media what is something that has like made you smile today or today or recently it doesn't have to be today oh um I think the thing that has really recent made made me smile is that I'm applying for grad school um and go, and going back for my master's in like professional like acting theater yes. acting and just I've been on this journey I've I've been talking about talking about doing this for so many years but then the pandemic hit and I kind of like rediscovered that part of myself because just a lot of stuff has happened over the last like three or so years where it's like oh maybe I can't really do this because I have different priorities and had to switch things around Mm. but then you know in that time of like you know isolation and kind of just being home and that quietness it's like I could really listen to myself it's like you should be doing this so why aren't you doing that and so I kind of just built myself in it a little bit um taking small classes here and there um from a studio i used to attend in new york virtually Mm -hmm. not in person and then i was just looking like why not do it and so like i like 
found like this coach i had reached out three years prior about the same thing and like you know he had told me his rate then he's gone up since then but like, you know what that's okay I'm, I'm in a place where i'm financially stable where i can do it and i'm just looking like okay this is this is what i want to do and commit myself to because i think so often in like life and just like even the way our society is built we're we're taught we're taught to kind of just be like you know go to work you know pay your bills you know maybe you'll have like a 411k and a pension and health insurance and you know like that's a good life and there's nothing wrong with that um if people make that if they decide that's a life for them and they want to live that but just for me something was just like like this is not for Mm -hmm. you like you're not built for the nine to five life and when i mean built for it i don't mean like i can't do it of course i can do it but i rather be challenged and struggling doing something I love to do versus kind of just settling for a life I don't want to have. Mm. And I think that's, and I had to really, you know, and I, and that took a lot of knowing myself to really make that decision. So I'm like, okay, we, if we go down this road, there's no coming back. And so like, ever since I've done that and it's like been a five month process, it's just like my inner kid has kind of just come back in a way where just like you know i was used to like play pretend and make believe you know with like my cousins and any or do we like we cite like shows um growing up like movies and so like being in that process and even like i'm like a week away from it and i was just running through like the my performance pieces with like a friend and it's just like this i'm like so excited i'm terrified it's just like every nerve in my being is just feeling everything and i think like anyone who's an artist in whatever shape of capacity they know what that is like where it's just like this is just like it's just like this 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 is what life is about whatever it is the thing that you are destined to do mm-hmm. with your life and just like when you're in that space and you're doing it it's just like yep this makes sense it's just like the kind of just the parting of the sea like moses is kind of just like yep your path is clear there's nothing there was nothing in your way but wow. you so that now that you've allowed yourself that space to just get out of the way and kind of just, you know, fall off the cliff. And it just like, even if you, and I'm like, I'll admit, I, I still, I still have stage fright and fear and terrifying. I know as an actor, but it's just like, it's, it's nothing like it. And just doing that over and over again in front of like a live audience of strangers and like, you know, t- being, telling a story that may affect their lives or how they interact with people they're in relationships with, I think, that is such a powerful two and um what's the word i'm looking for kind of just like you know a conduit it's just looking like i'm making space for someone else in order to provide healing to a person in the audience so i think that's that's a really um beautiful thing and thankfully that was the um path that i chose and i I was blessed to take on and kind of just looking forward to that and seeing you know where that leads wow i'm wow that's amazing i'm very proud of you for taking that that step. And I look forward to seeing what comes of that. Um, I didn't know you were into acting. Um, didn't know that. Oh, awesome. Theater, Theater geek. geek. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, and I can definitely relate to what you were saying about, you know, we do the whole nine, the nine to five thing and nothing wrong with that. But uh, I do believe that we do have to remember that we are here to have fun you know, that, that life is indeed short. And, you know, and when I know when I'm laying on my deathbed, I'm not going to be thinking about my nine to five and what I did at the office. Uh, okay. <laughs> I will be not. thinking about that, but I'll be, I will be thinking about the, the fun times and, and what impression I've left on, on other people. Um, and it's funny that we're kind of in, um, I don't consider myself to be an actor at all, but I see we're in a similar part of our similar, uh, part of our lives we share. I'll just say that. Couldn't find the right words because (laughs) I actually got into um, improv this year. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. yes, And and. yeah, I got into improv this year. So we have a theater here in Atlanta called um, Wow World, no, Whole World Improv Theater in Atlanta. Uh And um, they have courses. And so I enrolled in a beginner's course. This is a 10 weeks course. The first class was last Tuesday. Um, and it has been an, an exciting experience. Exciting is fun. Um, getting me out of my comfort zone, getting me out of my head, um, just learning how to act yep. in the moment. In your body. Yeah, the head, the body, everything, just getting out there. And, um, and I'm really excited about this, this whole journey. 
Um, so, so yeah, so it's, it's cool. You know, I don't know if I'll be doing any big time acting or anything, but as far as come on now, you have Tyler Perry studios out there and I, you know, he's always hiring. He always hiring for, for up and coming actors. So never say that. Well, I mean, and this is not going to be a time to talk about Tyler Perry, but (laughs) I'll keep it positive. (laughs) But no, I am not, I am not the biggest Tyler Perry fan. I mean, I. He said, "He well, said, we're well, we not right, right, right on this right. podcast. Maybe somebody situation. else will pick me up, but uh, you know, but you, know, I mean, but hey, but acting is a, a check is a check, and so if he wants to give me a check, I, you know, he can put one of them ugly wigs on my head, and and we can, and I, <laughs> not a fall from grace wig. I know that's exactly right. where you're coming from because you like, sir, you know that fall for grace, sir, wig and right, because Mabel's wigs are always laid for the gods." <laughs> Mabel's is, but that's where that's where the budget goes. That's where oh the gosh. budget goes. Ooh. That will be off. That will be offline. We'll have that conversation. <laughs> but, anyway. but yeah, so yeah, much much respect to you there, and that, yeah, and that's one of the things that is keeping me smiling right now too, is that I have taken that leap into improv, and um, and also for your master, getting back into your master's program. That's what's up. Um, I just applied. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't. I am applying for reentry into my master's program as well so yeah mba i i started my um, mba and then when COVID happened i kind of just stopped everything i didn't want to do the virtual thing um so yeah so i'll have to be i will apply for re-entry as well and see if we can go ahead and get that started georgia state georgia state State. yeah so so yeah so we'll see what happens there all right cool all right do you need a break before we get into Maybe like right, a one cool. minute break. <laughs> All right. These noodles well, staring okay, me down. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep your, uh, make sure your, your sugar don't drop. So we're gonna we're gonna take a little break here so you can so you can get him some noodles. And when we come back, we are going to dig into this Buddhism and yeah, yeah, we're gonna find out what that Buddha do, okay? What's up, good people? I hope you are enjoying this episode of the Beyond Your Horizon podcast. Just want to remind you that I am a certified life coach specializing in manifestation coaching through my organization, Beyond Your Horizon Incorporated. And now I am offering free, that's right, free 30-minute consultations so that you can determine if manifestation coaching is right for you. To schedule your free consultation, just click on the link in the body of this podcast description or email me directly at coachjohnjohn at gobeyondyourhorizon.com. Again, that is coachjohnjohn, J-O-N-J-O-H-N at gobeyondyourhorizon.com. I really do look forward to chatting with you and just know that beyond your horizon, there is indeed more. Now, come on, let's get back to this show. I'll talk to you soon. We are back. We are back. Um, we just we were just discussing our love for Tyler Perry and how much <laughs> and how much we adore him as a black icon as he is. The shade, the shade, the shade. <laughs> what that Buddha do? All right, so we're going to jump in. We're going to jump in this conversation, man, because hi yeah. my babies, hi my sweet babies. <laughs> that was also something we were discussing too. A, a Monique, Monique reference. reference. <laughs> um, yeah, we should do a behind the scenes podcast. But anywho, oh um, yeah, we have different views and opinions uh, when it comes to. Uh, Mo- Monique, Monique. And, yeah, Monique. Yes, but but Auntie's doing well. She's doing well. Yeah, not making us laugh, but she's doing well. She making us laugh still, just not the way you expect her to make us laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anywho, all right. So, tell us how did Manny Freeman, Pentecostal, <laughs> Manny, <laughs> thank you. Um, a Buddhist. How did you come to Buddhism? Yeah. So I actually start from the beginning. So um, my mom is Pentecostal, but my dad was Catholic. Oh. So me and my sisters, we kind of went back and forth between the two. 
And it's kind of like, <clears throat> kind of like when I was growing up, it never truly made sense, I guess, praying to someone um, outside, well, not, like, I guess, worshiping someone outside myself that I didn't really know, well, not, I didn't really have, I didn't have a, feel a genuine connection, I'll just mm-hmm. say that, um, to, like, Christianity, and I struggled with that a lot because I didn't want to kind of just go on a hope and a whim that eventually I'll just fall in line and get it the same way everybody else. And so I would, I would challenge everything. And that was problematic. That's why I got my, you know, my ass tag mm. <laughs> growing up as a kid and just, I was always acting out. And, and so like, kind of was just like thing like I, by default, at, I thought that was the only thing that as a black person, I could really, a person of color, mm-hmm. um, that I could just kind of just like, this is what we do or follow. And so I kind of went through that and then, I encountered um, Nam Yoho Renge Kyo first in What's Love yeah. Got to Do It because everybody had that VHS and watched the hell out of Tina Turner's mm-hmm. story. And so that was the first time that seed was planted in my life where, like, um, this mantra. And, like, I would say throughout my life, like, even after that, but I never knew what it was. And then it wasn't until I think I got into college, I was like, okay, I need some kind of foundation because this not knowing or not being sure is not okay. working for me and so I was like I'm gonna read the bible for a year and like I did like the the app the holy bible app and I like set it up like give me my scriptures I'm, I'm gonna do this thing and whatnot and I did it I'm just looking like and I think I got to the part where they said women can't wear something I guess this they're supposed to wear I can't wear like short something or pants something like that or they can't and we're not supposed to be eating shrimp and I was like then everybody should not be coming to the church fish fry right. if that's the case and just a lot of stuff, it was just a lot of contradictions to me that I was finding when I was going through that process. I was just like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge it. If it works for somebody else, it works for them, but this is not me. And then, um, my last semester of college, I was doing a project I was working on. One of my professors had put me on and I met this little Filipino man. I could, we, we, we call him, his name is Leo and I love him very dearly. Um, and like he, and I kind of like, we were talking, talking, I was like, yeah, I don't really have like a, don't feel like I have like a spiritual foundation or boundary, but I'm looking for that. And that was like the perfect door for a Nietzsche Buddhist to walk through. Cause I just presented myself on a silver platter. To, I'm like, I want to know more. So he, um, invited me to his home to meet his wife in, um, Brooklyn. And then we got to talking and he's like, well, have you heard this? I was like, I was like, oh, Tina Turner. Yeah, I heard, I heard of that. I know, I know, of course I know what that is. But he like broke it down even further and just explained like, you know, it's actually a um, practice. And it's under an organization, which is the um, Silka Gakkai International, which um, means Value Creation mm-hmm. Society. And just, I was like, oh, so there's like a, a community of people. And then he was like, do you want to try chanting? I was like, I was like, sure, but then at the same time, it was like my inner Catholic or Christian came in. It was like, you know you're going to hell for this, right? You know you're going to hell for this. And so I was doing, and so I did it, and I was like, okay, feels kind of cool. And then I went to my first meeting that night, and I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to meet all these people. The Buddhists are so, like, quiet and chill. They're like monks. Wrong, 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 wrong. Bud- Nitran Buddhists are, like, flesh and blood, living, walking through the day, human beings. So... They're like when they chant, it's like a roar, like you know, like whatever they're trying to exercise, whatever they're going through, feeling everything is infused with that chant. And then my first meeting when I walked into the building, this is um, in New York, where um, the culture they're called, they have culture centers across the world, but like in in, in the United States, that's where like um, the community believers practice. And like when I walked in the room, I just saw like all different kinds of people. I was like, I saw white people. I saw Asian people. I saw black people. I saw Latino people. I was like, oh, so this is kind of just like, uh, just a balanced mix. And it's like, honestly, like, this is what I kind of imagine life should look like or be, or just like what world peace or how, how we come together. It's supposed to look. It's just like, there was someone from every part of the world in that room. I was looking like, okay, maybe I have found, and I, I may have found my, my space, but it, it did feel awkward in the beginning because I was like at conflict and I didn't want to like upset like my family including my mom because there's no Buddhists in our family so I would kind of be the first in line um for that 
but I just could not help the feeling of like whenever I would go to a meeting or activity or just be in this space with people, it just felt right. And so eventually I really like committed and take to it. And I was ready to like join it and like, you know, be a regular practicing member, but opposition, we have this thing in Buddhism. Um, what is it? To accept is easy, which um not not no that, that's one of them. To accept it is easy, to continue is difficult, but Buddhahood lies to continue faith. But we have suffer what there is to suffer, enjoy what there is to enjoy, regard both suffering, enjoy as facts of life, and continue chanting Nami Horenge Kyo. But m- my mom, she we was like my first opposition, uh, and we yeah. didn't go into that much further. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Regard both suffering and joy as facts of life. As facts of life. Yeah. That's what's up. That's it's yeah, it's part of life. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. Life is suffering. That was the um I think I've read that that before, uh, from a, a a Buddhist sect. All right, so all right, so you chanted with your friend, um, and that's what mm-hmm. yeah. How did you feel uh when you first when you first chanted? I f- it felt weird because like and we also in in Nietzsche Buddhism we have a scroll that we call the Gohanzen and it's it's a mirror reflection of our life but down the center of it we have Nam Yoho Renge Kyo mm-hmm. Nichiren and I'll just like break break down Nam Yoho yeah, Renge Kyo because it's kind of just like a vague term so Nam um, means devotion um, Yoho is the mystic law, which we believe is the law is the law of cause and effect in mm-hmm. a universe. So, like, if you make a karma. cause, there's an equal effect to mm-hmm. that. Karma is right, exactly. And Renge is the um, lotus um, flower. And basically, um, in in botany, basically, a lotus flower is the only flower that buds in seeds um, in a muddy pond. So that's like kind of like a reflection of our life. And also it's like it's like a reflection of like cause mm-hmm. and effect, like, you know, a cause ha- and effect happening at the same time. And then um, Nam, Myoho, Renge, Kyo. Kyo is sound. So devotion to the mystic law, the law of cause and effect through sound. And the, and, and that is the um, what uh, the mantra is. And we say that to this um, mandala that some of us have at home called the Gohanzen. And basically, that's like what is like it's like our our life, what it looks like in perfect harmony or rhythm. And so, like we do this, we do this daily practice twice a day in the evening of chanting to the Gohans, and, and then we have a part of the practice called Ganya, which is assiduous practice where we exert ourselves, um, and we say the second and sixteen chapters of the Lotus Sutra, which are the Buddha's highest mm-hmm. teachings, and so. By doing by doing that chanting and 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 also doing that ganya that helps to harmonize our life with the universe so that no matter what is going on in our life um good or terrible like we are kind of just unswayed and unmoved and like everything is an opportunity to create value and to grow and advance ourselves. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, so when you first chanted, because I know when I first mm-hmm. chant. And um, I think I was alone and I was doing it because I watched some videos or whatever and I cried. I, it, was, it was very emotional for me. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Did, did you have that experience? Did you get any emotion? And if you could, like, I think you're with your mic, if you can, like, lift it. Yeah, yeah you go a little bit. I think you have to do like the, you know, they do on right. <laughs> hold, hold it like this. Hold it like this. Hold it right. Go ahead. Close. Yeah, um no, I don't I don't think I've ever cried when chanting, but when I first did it, I was scared because it's like I don't know what I was getting myself into, but it was almost like it was coming, like I and it and it really just really connected with me. So I was like I probably I knew early on like this would be my practice for the rest of my life, but I was just so terrified of what that would mean and like how other people would react especially like i'm not i'm not only like um i'm i'm a black man in america my family's from west mm-hmm. africa so it's li- literally like they grew up with this in their dna and like it's kind of everyone has kind of just followed christianity to some right. degree and here here me here i go stepping out of line as usual and not following the norm causing trouble but i think what the SGI and particularly Nietzsche and Buddhists offer me is just a way to kind of just um, address that, you know, address myself first and really work on the things that um, 
really were not were out of sync with myself and weren't really you know creating value for me and also to ha- be able to have like dialogues about the practice like share it and it's like it's not about whether people take to it or not or like it but just through my own life and my actions how I speak and what I do they can see the practice there and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, and they really get a feel of it that way versus like just hearing someone say it. Like, you know, you, I can say it, but also you can see it, a reflection in my life and in my energy. And so, um, yeah, I, I like, you know, when I went, um, as far as like when I first chanted, like I, I knew the road would be tough as far as taking on this path. But I was like, I mean, nothing, nothing easy ever came to anyone. Nothing's, if anything came to me easy, then I, I wouldn't appreciate right. it more. So I think those early struggles in my practice, you know, especially getting my family to accept it, particularly my mom, I think that was very crucial to, so, to like kind of help me build on that foundation and keep working to develop and sustain okay, it today. Cool. And we do want to hear more about that, that opposition you um, experienced from your family, your friend. I, <laughs> but before we get into that, like, if you can just briefly just um, let us know, like, what does it mean to you to be a Buddhist? Like a little, I know you can't give a whole overview of the entire practice, but for you as, as a Buddhist, like, what does that mean for you to be a Buddhist? Ooh, oh. I, for me to be a Buddhist, it's um, everything because everything that I have encountered or faced I've been able to make um, sense of it and really kind of just address it. So it's kind of like I I'm I'm kind of just more I'm just like transparent and I'm just grounded in mm-hmm. who I am for better yeah. or for worse. So it's just like I have no shame in my past and the choices I made. And I don't really I don't really believe in having regrets because I feel like it's almost like saying that if this thing, you know, didn't happen, then maybe I'd be here and constantly being stuck in the past. And it's like, I'm only trying to concern myself with what's happening in this moment and how I'm moving forward. So I'm really, so yes, I'm really not trying to backtrack and really try to be like, well, this didn't happen. If you didn't do this or like assign blame to anyone or anything, but just to really like, yeah, for me being a Buddhist, it's like really taking ownership of my life and my happiness and, how I interact with people and how I live my life and create the story of my life in the way that I want to do it. Love it. Love it. All right. I mean, it sounds beautiful. I think it's, I think anyone should be, should like, you know, champion someone really taking control of their, of their life and um, not putting blame on anyone else and not living in regret Um, because shoot, that's the source of most anxiety is just, regret and like oh should have could have would if this would have happened then i wouldn't be here or if i wouldn't have done this and that but instead of just taking what you got right now and doing the best with it um yeah yeah right. okay so 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 yeah so when you had that conversation i guess with your with, with your parents that you know hey i'm about to start practicing <laughs> buddhist buddhism i'm about to start chanting uh, what happened then Oh, gosh, if hell could freeze over at that moment in time, literally, my mom was like, hell to the nah, to the nah, nah, nah. She was not having any of it. And, and you know, and I think, and, like, I was, like, in, in my own feelings, I was like, why? Why not? I'm like, it's working for me, so it immediately put it put us into opposition and i take i take responsibility for that because i could have gone a different direction in the beginning and even i brought her to a meeting one time that um i brought her to a meeting but <laughs> it was like almost like a reverse of how when i used to be a kid in church like we were doing like we were doing chanting and we were doing like um our evening gone yo before the meeting and like she had opened her ipad and i think she started doing going through her bible i was like put that she's not reading her bible like, <laughs> reading her bible's like that's what we not gonna do that's what we not gonna do and so i was just looking like oh god she's already cutting up in the meeting already and then we get into the meeting and whatnot and we're talking 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 and i think she asked a question i don't remember what that question was but i think the response they gave she didn't like it i was just like oh god can you please not do this not here in front of these people i'm just a new guest person and i'm bringing mm-hmm. you in and you already tear you already about to start cause a storm i was like 
Uh, but um, and actually that was actually the same week that I actually joined the organization because they found a way, a loophole in a way for me to kind of start my practice even without my Gohansen. I actually got a mini one that was in case that I can just put off to the side and kind of just chant small because she didn't she did she didn't understand what what I would bring mm-hmm. into the house and you know like Africans especially Christian Africans they can be very like um superstitious and they be one they don't want anything messing up their good juju with right. God <laughs> and so. I was able, yes, yeah, so I was able to kind of just still join and still get an Omari, but I think that early opposition was like, okay, fine. You have to show her with your life what this practice is doing for you, for her to mm-hmm. get it. And once I approached it from that lens, and I had to, and I talked to people in the organization about this because I'm not, I'm not like a special case. Yeah. Many people face the same thing I was facing. So they knew how to kind of just address it from like their years of practicing themselves and what they have found to be the best way to go about um, a situation like this. And they're like, you know, you have to show the power of this practice through your life. That's the only way your mother will get it. And once I was like doing that and I got involved in our supporting activities and just I was like I was just moving different or just going about my life. That's when she started to be like, oh, OK. And she really took to it and to the point where now it's like she knows most of the people that um, that I practice nice. with. Like they have a like very familiar relationship and she like always ask about them. And she's like, All right, did you chant already? She's like, you always wait late to chant and Aww. all that. So it's just like she is she has really um, been a huge advocate. She's even given me her car when I didn't have a car to like get to our center. That's like um, I think like 20 miles away for me to drive there for like an early morning shift. So she's really supported me in my practice we're in a such a better place and honestly we communicate better since i've started buddhism because i was not the nicest son and i didn't know how to talk to my mother wow. i was a badass oh, okay wow that's beautiful though that's so beautiful that she came around um probably because she Finally. saw because she Two saw years. the change and realizing like you know okay okay and your your father how did he well my father he's oh, deceased okay. so he passed away in Oh, 2006. So he wasn't here around, but I was like, oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> if I had said I wanted to practice Buddhism, yeah. what his reactions would have been mm. like? Do Do you still go go to church at uh, like at all with your mother? I think the last um, last time I went to church, I think was like pre um, Nami Horengakyo SGI was 2012. But I honestly I wouldn't have a problem with it because mm-hmm. I feel solid in myself that I can go to other like beliefs and kind of just you know experience and kind of just listen and kind of like when we have guests at our meetings who may not practice buddhism and they're kind of just like taking it in and it's like the church my mom goes to like i know most of them like i grew up with them so like i know that i have a very like familiar like family to us in a way so it's like yeah i don't i don't really have a problem like if she asks me like would you do you want to go i'll be like okay if i'm free yeah, sure yeah okay cool cool that's nice that's good that's good to know too yeah. Um, because I know for myself, I always viewed Buddhism as more of a practice anyway than necessarily saying it's going to be a religion. Um, you know, I know people who right. are like, uh, even when I went to um, SGI, there were people who were Christians um, that were still that that were going there or different other other faiths. Um, I did say I think the only yeah. thing that really got to me that the reason why I probably did stop my practice within SGI was that. I, I was coming to SGI because I was tired of religion. Uh, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it got to a point where it started to feel that it was another religion. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and definitely love the, 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 the teachings of the Saki Keda and all of that, you know. Um, but I, I know there were, they didn't want you to stray away from those teachings. You know, like those those were mm-hmm. the only teachings that we could discuss in our class or group or what or what what not. Yeah, or meetings, meetings or what not. And I get that because I think because you have so many people there that may come from different backgrounds and everything. And if and if you start saying your thing, then they gonna start the saying their thing, and then they're gonna start right. And then it's like, wait a minute, let's just all just agree on this on this one thing, and yeah. let's all teach from this point. Um, but yeah, but that was my only thing that I did feel like I was like, well, I feel like I'm like just jumped out of one religion and got into another one when I was really trying to get rid of, rid of them all, <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah. Get right. rid of them all. Right, right, right. But also, oh wow. So you've been practicing for a long time now. Yeah. I'm this, I'm, this is, this year will make year 
seven okay. of officially practicing with the organization, but I've been chanting for eight. So it's it's been a wonderful journey. And listen, I've had my ebbs and mm-hmm. flows as well within the organization, but I think especially in the beginning of my practice, I I attracted those crucial people that I could talk to about anything freely, whether it's like my life or organization, and they would mm-hmm. listen and they'll be like, okay, okay, okay. So how are we going to challenge this? Like, how do we approach it? So it's not a thing of just like, well, it's, it's unsolved. Like, how do we move forward from this? Because even I had the same thing where I didn't want it to be kind of like church or what it is, what it was for me growing right. up. And so like, I had to really, you know, kind of just through my own prayer, kind of just focus on the things that are important and realize what other stuff that is like, BS or not important, let that go to the wayside. And I hear what you're saying as far as like, you know, it feeling like religion. It, it it's yeah. it's religion, it's a philosophy, mm-hmm. it's a spirituality, mm-hmm. it's all of those different things. And even like the thing I would even like say to you as far as like, you know, that feeling of feeling religious, maybe finding what is at the mm. core of that mm. for you, of why of of why it was coming up and feeling was like what's what what is beyond that? Let's take yeah. Buddhism and Christianity, like what is the core of the religion that's the sore spot for you yeah. that was the challenge. It's the programming aspect. for me. That's what I yeah, yeah. Okay. For like, you know, I was raised Baptist and in in, in in the church and when I got older I realized that, you know, it was a programming, you know, that you really had to think a certain way to be a certain way. Um, you know, and, and I, I grew up in the church where they would talk about Buddhists, you know, like, I don't know, but that, that, that you know, that, that little fat man can't do nothing for me. They praying to that little fat man and only it's only Jesus, you know. So I totally get that, mm-hmm. um, you know, but and that in itself was a programming. And I did love that when I came to practice Nietzsche and Buddhism that. They didn't talk about anybody else. They didn't talk about Christians and they didn't talk about Muslims. They didn't talk about like they doing it wrong. No, it, it was none of that. None of that. But um, but yeah, yeah, but no, but but you made a great point there when you say that, you know, you have to think about what is it about religion that was a trigger for, for you and what that was. And and yeah, and that's what exactly what it was. Because here's the thing. Well, I mean, well, this is like the Buddhist perspective. It's like of this thing of like we were talking about earlier, like before we got our first recording, we like talked about karma. It's like if you if you don't deal with it in the moment or deal with it with when that feeling or that stuff happens, it's going to keep mm. following you no matter where you go or what whatever denomination you decide to kind of just fall under and practice. So until you address the root cause, it will show up and it'll actually show up and maybe worser forms that's kind of like if you don't i guess how i see for myself is like if i don't deal with like things that i see as my karma it always comes back 10 times worse it's not not preach it's just i can only i can only talk from my my experience yeah Yeah. that's very good you gave it yeah you you wow go ahead that's a good word i got that that's it I'm well read and I like and I just like to just I kind of just take everything as just it's we can use it and kind of just understand it when it's like because life I feel like I don't know I'm about to quote Beyonce but she made a great point in her in her life is a dream listen that was a good documentary Mm -hmm. I loved watching that and she's like kind of said life is kind of just like a puzzle it's kind of just like moving the different pieces because honestly I feel I'm I'm turning 30 this this year and so like I feel like things are actually really becoming kind of just clear to me where it's like I'm seeing things kind of just align or move in certain ways where it's just like, oh, okay, this way. Got it. This is where I go. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, once you like, once you figure that out for yourself, it's just like all all the all the white noise kind of just dissipates. It really does. Yeah. Speaking of you turning 30, I know you had put that, um, I hollered, I had to share people um in your story you had that uh picture of like the price is white the price is right will right will, <laughs> will. Yeah, yes. <laughs> how i feel when i have to scroll down to the year i um i was born oh i just hollered because that especially when you like creating like an online account and mm-hmm. you're like you gotta like wait i'm that oh well, god damn and i'm the- i'll be 38 this this year so i'm going a little further than than you are so come yeah. on 38 <laughs> so i come on 38 so, black yeah. don't crack over <laughs> here do droop, okay <laughs> not droop not droop uh, not droop uh-uh <laughs> not today satan not today satan that's why we use vaseline and cocoa butter but yeah so yeah so yeah i get that <laughs> I had to go down to five. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Like, maybe I shouldn't be on this account if I have to scroll that far down to find 1984. <laughs> Approve. Listen. It's okay. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to see another year because I, I've known people, mm-hmm. like, even, like, um, this this guy I went to, like, acting camp with. We were, like, you're, like, the next James Earl Jones and Denzel Washington. Wow. And, I, and I really believe that for him, but just, like, he was struggling through some things, and unfortunately he passed away in 2017. And I think about him often because I'm just looking like, dang. And I felt bad because I was ta- I, had, I, would be, I had talked to him about the practice, like, when I was, like, two years in. And he really was, like, excited. He was like, ooh, I would like to come, but I just never followed through for that. And then, like, a couple months later, he passed away. I was looking like, damn, I could have had a, like, chance to, like, intercept it. And maybe he would have gone right. a different direction. But it's like, that wasn't for me to, like know or be like that for sure that would have been the thing and who's to say he wouldn't have had the had the same challenge that would have overcome him if he was like kind of like practicing nutrient right. but that's i i can't take okay. that on no, you're right you're right um how how do you view death now as a as a buddhist death i mean i always feel like now at least now death is like this is just one of my lives. I feel like there's much more to experience. And honestly, I feel like we can't all experience all parts of life one time and then be like, that's it. I don't, I didn't, I didn't even believe that before Buddhism, but even being a Buddhist now, I'm just looking like Mm -hmm. this is just one chapter and one of my lives that I get to kind of just face and be and feel and go through all the things and what it means to be a human. So like, I, I honestly, like I'm not, I'm not really scared of death as much. Um, it's like, it's one of those things with like, we all, we all are born and we all die. So no, it's not escapable for anyone. So you might as well make the best of the moments in between so that when it is your time to go or transition to your next life or mission, you can feel like, okay, job well done. I live this life to the absolute fullest and... You know, I was able to leave parts of me behind for the people who are still here. So, and that will continue to go on and on and on. So, with that, it's just like you, you really, you really, you really, that's why I say I try not to have any regrets because it's just like if you're really just present in the moment and kind of just doing it, there's not much that you can really be like, ah, I should have done this. It's just like, no, I, I was in it. And I think that's, that's the doing part that I think was it's hard for us sometimes to to like mm. be in i'm hearing beyonce's i i was here playing in in the you better say manny go ahead you better give it to him oh gosh i'm a sour singer i'm a shower singer this is a really good good conversation you're really talking good over here i'm like i'm really absorbing a lot from you um yeah so you believe in like so you believe in reincarnation Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I've, I, I feel, I, but here's the thing. I feel like I've been mm-hmm. here before, but it just in a different form yeah. because I think we all have this where it's like mm-hmm. deja vu in a way where it's like we feel like something happens in life. It's like I've seen this moment before or just like I felt whatever that feeling is. And I feel, and I get mm-hmm. that a lot. So I'm looking like, I feel like this, and like this can't just be it. It just can't be it one and yes. done. So I always feel like we're always kind of just revisit, we're doing life over again in different forms to learn the lessons we're supposed to learn and we rejoin the universe when we've learned those lessons learned that lesson or those lessons and kind of just go back into like creation or that energy whatever that source is like for some people it may be god or allah or whatever that thing is we go back to that i'm hopeful that it's like kind of like the matrix right (laughs) (laughs) and wake up in zion Cool, because I so you've already talked a little bit about how you know your Buddhist practice has allowed you to like you know how it views how you view life now with no no regrets living in the moment, um, and that's beautiful. And I'm always just interested to hear how people's practices also just impact like how they show up in life, how they interact with others, how they date. Like yeah, like how like yeah, like how how does being a how does a Buddhist date? Oh God. Am I allowed yeah, to curse on this thing? <laughs> oh my gosh. For being a Buddhist, like, I'm able to see through all the bullshit. Mm. Like, all the stuff that's not necessary. Like, even, like, now, like, I'm on I'm on all the apps, child. Well, not all the apps. I just got a tend in the grinder. But just, like, all the stuff, like, the, I call them the picture hunters. They kind of just flash you and kind of be like, 
great, you have this great body part. What else do you have to mm-hmm. offer? Like, if this was me, like, five or so years ago, I would have been like, ooh, yeah, where you at? Let's meet. And it's like, that stuff is not important. So I'm just really, like, a person, at least now, I'm developing quality in my relationships versus quantity. Like, what, like, like you, like, what else can you bring or stimulate in my, stimulate in me that is not physical? And most people are not able to do that. And I, and I see that, you know, if something starts great and it kind of just fades away, I let it be. I'm not, I'm not chasing anyone down or anything or forcing someone to be a part of my life. Like whatever time we had together where we, it was great. Good. I have no regrets for it. I can let it go and, and, and keep it moving and keep it trekking. So it's just like Buddhism kind of just like, you know, it just it just makes me just makes things very clear and kind of just like I'm more I know myself more now. So I know like this is what I will stand for and tolerate. This is what I will not. I'm not even say tolerate. This is what I stand for. This is what I don't stand Got for. It. I'm not really going to tolerate much <laughs> anymore with anybody. I'm like, like, OK, me or you like my my peace and my sanity, my happiness will come before, before you. you. Right. And, I, and I mean that in a way where it's like. I can love you, but I'm not going to do it to my own gotcha. detriment. Got it. Got it. Do you prefer to date other Buddhists? No. Honestly, I said whoever my future partner is, like, no matter whatever spiritual practice they have, we will negotiate and work with that in the middle. I'm not trying to be like, I'm a Buddhist, so you have to be a Buddhist, I think. You love who you love. You can't help that. So it's like, whether they're a Buddhist, whether they're black, white, you know, Asian, Latino, like I'm open to how that will come when, when at least the universe or when my life is ready to receive that from someone. Beautiful. I, I, I don't have too many, I don't have too many uh, a checklist. I don't really have that much anymore. It used to be a lot. Trust me. I used to be like, you have to hit this, 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 this. And I had to sit down and ask myself, it's like, are you hitting this stuff yourself? And I had to like quiet and, and humble yourself. myself and be like, you gotta be humble, be mm-hmm. humble. Yeah, you're right. Cause no, we don't, right. Shut it down. We all don't dot our I's and cross our T's and all that stuff. So we all fall short. So that, uh, but I do yes. agree with you that peace is a major priority. Like, you know, do not come in here disturbing peace because it's hard mm-hmm. to find peace in this world. It's so chaotic, you know? And um, the one place I, or in harmony, harmony with other yes, people. Correct, correct. So yeah, and the one place that I will have peace at is in my home. That is one place that I will have peace, and uh, I, I can control that one. Okay, <laughs> so see, and I'm about to quote another Tyler Perry. That he said this in one of his plays. He's like, what did he say? Um, I have. I'm a way. Peace mm-hmm. be still. Mm-hmm. That's why I always carry me peace around of a steel. piece yeah. of steel. As long as you got your piece of steel, you are gonna have peace. Load you. Steel. <laughs> Yeah. So like th- that's just me being like dramatic, but it's just like it's so true. Like if I'm not having peace, if you're not having peace in your home with the person you are sharing with, or persons, because you know we we're entering a polyamorous phase. But that's oh, a whole. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like yeah, like if you're not if you're not able to like, and I'm not saying like it has to be perfect, and you have to like get along with this person all the time. But like if you guys can't agree in a positive disagree in a positive way or figure out that communication i'm like that is just one of the worst feelings and honestly i feel like that's where most relationships kind of just fall short is like they don't you don't know how to talk to each other and also y'all are not friends you don't be, you are not best friends with the person you are with i feel like when you are best friends with someone and you can talk to them about anything and you guys can disagree to disagree and it be in a healthy way when that is not in place, you can't expect to develop that in a boyfriend relationship or girlfriend-girlfriend relationship or even a marriage or even when you have children. Like, it's too late. You missed the part where that foundation should have mm-hmm. been laid and and immortalized. All right. You better give some, some relationship advice to the people. Let and here's know. the crazy thing. It's not that I've been in relationships myself. It's just I've watched it like all my life how the relationships played out and where things went wrong and i think that's the thing i've kind of noticed the patterns just like y'all y'all communication is effed up right now it's like y'all y'all are talking um at each other not to each other and you're not listening and even the thing that i've learned in being a buddhist also as well is just like 
Sometimes I do not have to win every battle. I do not have to be right. It's okay to walk away from certain situation if it's disturbing my peace or it's just causing me stress and anxiety. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. So it's like I know how to choose my battles more carefully in Buddhism. Now, granted, I'm not a walkover. I'm like, I'm going to give you a chance, maybe one or two. But once we get to that third, I'm coming yeah. for your head. That's you just that. Is that all you got, Ike? Is that all you got? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is like that moment. And, pe and people mistake that about Buddhists was like, oh, oh they're quiet and chill. Let me tell you something, especially at SGI, like we know how to get crunk when we need to. We know how to do it respectfully. But it's like, yeah, you're not going to disrespect me. OK, that's what we're not going to do, beloved. We're not going to do that. OK, <laughs> keep it cute or keep it on mute. Oh, keep it cute or keep it on mute. Or keep it on okay. mute. OK, all right. You better drop it. He said it first. <laughs> keep it cute. I did. Keep it cute uh, keep or it keep it on, on mute. mute. All right. Put it on, on a sweatshirt. Oh, cool. <laughs> right. Make money off of that. All right. So, so if anyone's listening and they, you know, you, maybe you have like inspired them to check out this Buddhist life and Buddhism, where, where can they go to um, find more information about it? Yeah, um, so the organization that I practice under, um, I mentioned Soka Gakkai International, they have a website, it's um, SGIUSA.org, and for us younger adults in the room, um, we actually have a website called Buddhability, um, and basically it's kind of just like how, it explains the practice, but also how it relates to all different facets of our life, and they're like videos and articles, and even like challenges that you can participate in and be like, let me see if this actually works for me. And then they, if you're interested, they can also get you connected to a local organization and you can just keep um, advancing along that path okay. as well. So Bootability and, and yeah. org. I think okay. or .com. One of the two. Bootability.com or Let me okay. get it right you're first right. because first I'm right. going to come back. You're right. You know, <laughs> make it plain for Bootability.org. Are you said look up SGI as well, right? SGI USA. SGI USA or Bootability.com. Where you can, uh, org, org, I'm sorry, not org, <laughs> not org, buddhability.org, so that you can uh, learn more about, about the Buddhist practice. Uh, cool. Is it okay if, if people follow you? Yes, I like meeting okay. new people. So if you are on Instagram, my, I forgot my handle, it's so long, I'm so complicated. Actually, my handle is miseducation underscore of underscore Manny, and if you want to go on Twitter and know what I really be talking about, my handle on here is in underscore living underscore color 92. And living is without the G. In living color. Am I following you on Twitter? You are not. But trust me, if you do, you get a real kick out of that. If you thought IG was something, just wait. <laughs> you said I in. Yep. Um, underscore oh, living Living L I V I N underscore color ninety two. Don't be waving your little do what you want. Don't waving your little ninety two in folks' face. Living color ninety two. You know I had eighty four on my page. I had to, I, I took it off. I, I you took it down. <laughs> I said, you did take I it did. down. You did take it down. <laughs> I said you know what I'm. I am aging myself with this John John eighty four. I'm like wait a minute. But what's, what's wrong with that? Aging is a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. But watch, when you get a little, when you start getting close, close to 40, that and that 92 seems a little bit further away, you're going to be like, you know, let me, let me, uh, re <laughs> let me rethink this. I would get, I'm like, I'll be living my best life. I'm either going to be living in a penthouse in New York or LA. I'm going to be doing the damn thing. Right, so we got you in living color 92 as well and also we'll make sure we put this in in the show's notes of anything if anybody uh, wants to check it out there to follow you um yeah this isn't isn't your your dark twitter this is this is the, the good twitter the public twitter i mean yeah and my, my twitter's not dark it's, it's it's the same as my ig but it's the, i would say twitter i'm a little bit more uncensored and i just be talking i don't actually know i feel like it's more truthful but i use more expletives okay. that's what i'll okay, say cool yeah. Oh, all right. We look forward yeah. to it. I look forward to it. All right. Is there anything coming up that you'd yes. like to to promote or anything anything um, going on in your world? No, it's this this podcast, this definitely this conversation, but like I think more is to be had. I'm not sure what that is, okay. but 
I'll keep you guys tuned and maybe do we'll do a follow. Yeah, we got to do that because I want to stay. I want to stay up on your whole um, acting journey and how that's going and and everything. So, yeah, I look forward to, to talking, talking with you more. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. All right. All right. Well, um, don't hang up right right away. Let me stop this recording. And um, again, thank right. you so much for joining. All right. Thank you for this. Anything else All you right. want to say before Thanks we sign up? Thank you, you everyone. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't take the small moments for granted and just like live your best life. However that looks for you, as long as you're not hurting anybody or breaking up any families. Yeah. That's that's all that matters. Just be happy and do you. I like that. I like that. Thanks. That's a good one. All right. Nope. <laughs> Bye. All right. Take care, everyone.